Welcome to episode eight of the Cop Talk podcast. I'm, well, sort of, almost once again joined by Jim Lambert and Mark Lambert, authors of the book Cop Talk. Uh, Jim, it sounds to me like uh, you're not uh, at the normal office today. That would be a negative, Brent. Coming to you live from Marysville, California. And uh, are you just parting it up in Marysville, or is it... uh, like official it took, business. It took so long to get a hold of Jim. I think it was because he was in his ballerina classes and he just got out and he's on his way home right now. No, actually, I drove all the way up here to find out if the city would mind uh, Mark going, Hello, Marysville! <laughs> so you're saying... We didn't get no, any... So go ahead, go we, ahead Mark. They Jim, said, uh, green light. We didn't get any requests for shout-outs, so that's going to have to hold until we get a request for a shout-out. And and I'm well, thinking now that in now everyone in Marysville is waiting to hear it. But you you did it very fine, Jim. I'm not even going to touch that one. You did it great. Let's hear it again. Uh, okay. No, let, let's and not. Do, next part. do Yuba City, Mark. Let's see how Yuba City comes out. We got to wait till somebody from Yuba City contacts us. I'm also pretty sure that we already. Right now, they just... Oh man. They you know... me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jim. I I'm hope not gonna, not... I'm not going to stop. I'm not, not going to stop until Mark does it. No, Jim, I, I hope you're not talking on your cell phone while you're driving, because we covered that one last week during our show. That's right. There's not a cop behind me. It's cool. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> I want to hear you City. Come on. No, so what were we going to talk about, Brent? All right, so I oh, think... Hello, City. <laughs> so thanks to Jim, now we've lost all of our listeners, because I'm Especially sure whoever... City. Whoever left from last show has now completely left, because now it's just a freaking shout-out show. So, um, well, last week we kind of ran out of time. So this week we're going to catch up to where we were before and discuss some of the things that we didn't get to last week. Uh, and the first of those things, unless you have anything other than what local news, I, I think we'll dive right into this stuff. You, I assume you don't have anything? Yeah, what's going on in Yuba City, Jim? <laughs> I'm in Marysville. <laughs> yeah, while well, you were talking about Yuba City. Hey, actually in the news I read... Uh, there was a, um, where is it? Let me see if I got it still on my line. Da, 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 da. There's one I want to cover, but let me scroll down. Well, you can look for it. After. Let's start Here talking. it is. I just oh. found it. Don't rush, Brent. Be patient. Oh, let, let's not go. I've heard that you, you're not a very patient person. <laughs> a burglary suspect came up with a creative explanation after he was found dangling from the ventilation system of a Maryland convenience store. He told police he was playing hide and seek. Cecil County Sheriff's deputies said the owner of a BP convenience store in Northeast was opening up Wednesday morning when he spotted a pair of feet dangling from a duck. Deputies responded and freed a 20-year-old man. Deputies said the man removed a ventilation cover and crawled through the vent before getting stuck and setting off a fire extinguisher that sprayed powder throughout the store. The man told deputies he was playing hide-and-seek on the roof with other adults and decided to hide in the ventilation system. He said the other players couldn't figure out where he was and stopped looking for him. Cops found him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they did. Don't play hide and seek with the cops. That's the that's the answer to that one. Right. And then the other one, I think, did we cover this one? Let me try to find it here again. What is it? I'll Jim. be happy to tell you if you're wrong. Well, I know Jim's going to have a lot to say on this. You still there, Jim? I think so. Hello, <laughs> Jim. <laughs> yeah. Jim's on there the... Is. There it Jim. is. Yeah, he's on the, uh, the the delay that they fake on the news to make it sound like you're coming from a long way away. Right, so if Jim says something inadvertently, we, we might have time to, 
to bleep it. Yeah. Did we cover this Ooh, one Mark about? Mark learned a new big word inadvertently. Mark <laughs> learned a new big word. That's awesome. I, I've been studying that one to use it tonight, Jim. <laughs> Sheriff right. Joe makes inmates pedal to watch TV. Did we touch on that or no? Uh, no, I, we did not. Mar- this guy's my hero. I love this guy. We need a sheriff like him in every county. Maricopa County Sheriff Joe Ar- Arpio, Arpeo, I don't know how to pronounce it, has started a program. Whatever. Has started a program he calls Pedalvision, in which inmates pedal stationary bikes to generate electricity for television sets. The bikes are customized to turn on connected TV sets once inmates at Phoenix's Tent City Jail pedal enough to generate 12 volts of electricity. An hour of pedaling equals an hour of television. The sheriff said uh, inmates only will be able to watch television if they choose to pedal. He said he started the program with female inmates because they seemed more receptive. The only exercise they were getting was speed walking around the tent yard. He said pedal vision gives them a reason to get moving and a way to burn calories. This is the same guy that makes his inmates dress in pink and he makes them leave in tent, uh, live in tents. And if they complain about the heat or the food, he goes, think of our military. So... This guy's a hero in my eyes, but for him to make them pedal to get TV, that's great. I remember Jim telling me that the uh, local county jail, uh, they had a big riot because the inmates couldn't decide on what they wanted to watch on TV, and they threw all the TVs off the balconies and broke them on the floor. And what did you say, Jim, the next day they had new TVs in there again? Yeah, I'm thinking Sheriff Joe probably wouldn't have gone for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That, when you told me that, I, I, I was saying, man, if, if they broke their own TVs, I'd say, fine, you guys can knit now for a while or uh, crochet or something. You're not getting TVs. But Jim said the next day, all brand new TVs in there. That's because TVs keep inmates quiet. Uh, so do tasers. Yeah, that's true. And gas. But whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, all right. So anything else or you want to? Dive into the first semi question. Oh, Jim's Jim's not very receptive to this tonight. He's like uh, distant. He he really is distant, isn't he? He's in Marysville. I'm driving. What you can't talk and drive at the same time? No, there's this girl on the side of the road wearing a short dress, and she was flagging me over for something, but I don't know her, so I'm a little nervous. I think I'm just going to keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was waving you off, Jim. Not not trying to flag you over. No, she was waving me over. Okay. You can keep thinking that. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, now there's a police officer con- contacting her on the side of the road. Oh. Hey, Jim, why don't you stop and do a live broadcast, a remote live broadcast for us, and we could hear Not how the officers are helping the person. Uh, now they're frisking her on the hood of the car. I don't, I don't want to go anywhere near there. All right. <laughs> Jim, <clears throat> Here, here's an idea. What do you think, Brent? You know, we talked about... I think I didn't stop. I'll mark. Yeah. Right, Jim. Hey, here's like the thing, that, right? stop him. You know, we had, we had talked about traffic stops, what to expect when a cop stops you, what he's going to ask for, what to do. Ready? I'm thinking if Jim speeds up to about 90 and he gets pulled over, he could do a live broadcast of a stop and pretend he's not a cop. And we could hear what the cop says and what Jim does. And we can get a whole live stop out of this. What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I like that idea, Mark. I like your other one better because we also talked about who terminates a pursuit. I think maybe I shouldn't stop, and we'll see how far they really take the, uh, the pursuit angle. Yeah, that we could do that. And then they put the, oh, we talked about spike strips, too, and we might be able to see how well they work on your vehicle. <laughs> yeah, all right, thanks. 
How'd Jim get shot up? Well, he was trying to outrun Marysville PD. He was trying to do a live broadcast for our show. <laughs> they thought they were using their taser. <laughs> okay, I think we're getting out of. <laughs> yeah, that's what you call that's what you call a rat hole. That's what we just fell into right there. Uh, so, so the first question, and since Jim is actually driving on one of those roads is uh what's the difference between city county and state police and what can each of them do in any of those areas or possibly in any of their other areas that they might be going through well they could all write oh, tickets Brad, that's, a, that's an excellent question and since i'm in marysville why don't we uh why don't we use that as, as an example okay marysville is three and a half square miles and it is a city with a population of almost thirteen thousand. And whatever happens in the confines of the city limits is handled by the city police department. Their main responsibility is to handle everything in the city itself, whether it be criminal, traffic, civil, anything. Now, on the outskirts of Marysville and in little pockets here and there, it's like any city, there's unincorporated areas, which is considered the county area. The county area around here is Yuba County and uh, I think Calaveras. It's bordered by two counties, but the sheriff's department handle all criminal matters uh, and civil matters involving unincorporated areas of a county. Jim, uh, who, who handles the traffic problems and incidents within the unincorporated areas? I was just getting to that, Mark. Thank you for interrupting me, but I know you can't go 30 seconds without hearing your voice. But anyway, would you like to expand on that, Mark? No, I got nothing. Well, the school's flagging me over again. I, I'm just go ahead and answer. Yeah. Do you keep driving by her? Is my question. <laughs> yeah, he keeps circling uh, the block. Got, well, the cop left. I thought it was okay. <sighs> you know. All right, Jim. Go ahead and finish what I interrupted. Wait, wait. Hang on a minute, Brittany. Is that really your name, Brittany? No, that's not what you told the officer a couple minutes ago. All right, go ahead. I'm back. Watch out. She might be a guy. (laughs) (laughs) So doesn't look like a guy. Okay, so continue. uh, The traffic matters in an unincorporated area are handled by the the highway patrol. So if you have a traffic collision or a DUI arrest, now a sheriff's deputy very often makes a stop on a car. I mean, they can stop cars for any reason, just like CHP, but... If something is like a uh, traffic collision or a DUI, the uh, sheriff's deputy will request a CHP officer respond to take over the DUI investigation. So basically, any traffic matters for speeding, collisions, DUIs, whatever, it's handled uh, statewide on the county level in unincorporated areas by Highway Patrol. Anything else handled within an individual city is handled by the city police department. Okay, so, so I'm on the freeway. I'm speeding, I'm talking on my phone on Skype, and I get pulled over by a city cop. Is that, is, is he going to write me a ticket? Yep, fair oh. game. Anywhere in California. So, so city, I think Jim just must have run into somebody or got out and talked to the girl. Um, so city, county, state, whatever, law enforcement has jurisdiction basically do law enforcement in all of California. Right. I went down to training once in a uh, 
canine car and I was down in Los Angeles and people would come flying up behind me on the freeway and all of a sudden they'd see the strange looking police car. They never saw the colors or that city before and they'd slow down and pace they'd slow down and pace me for a while and then they'd slowly pull away. But if I wanted to, I mean I could make stops anywhere in California and write tickets, but most officers aren't gonna get involved in something much out of their jurisdiction unless it's uh pretty important well if you wrote that if you did write that ticket all the way in la and you were from the bay area where would you go to court la (laughs) there you go (laughs) hey i tell the department you gotta you gotta fly me out there yeah i'm pretty sure the sergeant's not gonna approve yeah it it wouldn't go over very well we were talking about the highway patrol on the freeway handles everything on the freeway I remember there used to be an officer that worked in a city alongside the freeway, and he would get bored in this small, quiet city. So he would sit on the freeway on ramps, and he would chase down cars on the freeway and make drunk driving arrests almost every night. Does that sound familiar, Jim? Sorry, I was talking to Brittany. What what was the question, Mark? No, it wasn't. It wasn't really a question. He was just ratting you out that you used to snipe on the highway. You used to poach on the freeway at night. I used to I used to Skype on the freeway? Yes. That would be illegal. Poach. <laughs> yes. I love the delay. I was always kidding. Seriously, I was kidding. God. Jim, you better she watch it. She asked if I was a police officer. She asked if I was a police officer. I said, yeah. And then she freaking split. Jim, you're going to get picked up for solicitation here. I'm actually just going to... Where in Marysville are you, Jim? (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure I know some guys up there. Anyway, go ahead. Jim, just give her your address, and you can meet her after the show. Yeah. She's split. She's gone. (laughs) That's good, because she's starting to annoy me. So... She she looked looked identical to Lady Gaga. Oh, God. We left her behind in the last show. That's what I was hoping, but apparently not. That, All right. That let's, dream let's, continues. Let's so, move on to the next question. Yeah, basically, any cops in California, they could write tickets throughout California. They have law enforcement authority throughout California. All right. So we covered it. The next one is going to be what happens if I miss my court date? Got a ticket. Whoops didn't go to court now what happens well hey, let's say uh you got a 350 dollars fine that you're looking at if you go there when you're supposed to and if you miss that day that fine's now going to be about 750 to a thousand dollars so thinking you better be making that second court date with a good excuse as to why you missed the first one and that's probably just for traffic and if it's a uh, misdemeanor conviction or something you're supposed to go to court for that pisses off a judge, and he'll just sign his name to a warrant. You'll have a warrant out for your arrest. So when, when you're out, we cover this in our book. When you're out with your family for a night of pizza and bowling or something, and uh, you got a break, you got a brake light out, and an officer gets behind you, hits the lights, you pull over. He says, "Hey, I, you know, I pulled you over. You got a brake light out." And you say, "Hey, I didn't know, officer." He goes, "Hey, I know that happens. Uh, you got your driver's license, registration, blah 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 blah." Well, it was probably going to be a warning to fix your brake light. He, uh, he finds this warrant in the system that you forgot to go to court for, for some little piddly misdemeanor thing, littering or something. 
and uh, he finds this warrant, and all of a sudden you're getting taken out of the car and arrested in front of your kids and your family because you forgot to go to court or you didn't think it was important enough to go to court. So if you piss the judge off and you don't go to court on your scheduled court date, you're going to have a warrant for your arrest. If you can't make a court date, call the court. If, if you forgot about it and you remembered in a day or two, call the court. Tell them what happened. See if you can get it scheduled for another date. But if you think it's just going to go away, it's not. Mm. Now, it's not just driving either. You know, say you're this nice girl, say, like Brittany, you know, nicely dressed, uh, walking the boulevard uh, on a little stroll, you know, at a street corner, and, you know, an officer stops her for whatever reason and, and uh, runs her name, and she's got the warrant. Well, now she's all dressed up for nothing. That's a terrible shame. I don't know. I, I don't know what we should do about that. I think Jim ought to find her again and give her a ride home. Yeah, I don't think I'd get into that van. <laughs> I mean, if she's smart, she shouldn't be riding with strangers. So, well, I don't think I don't. I think right now she's looking for strangers. For no. what it sounded like. Oh, I get it. Mm. I I think I get it. Oh, is the light coming on now, uh, Brent? Yeah. <laughs> I, I must be, you know. I must live in my gated community because we don't get those types here. What kind of community did you say? Gated? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's because, you know, as you guys give me flack about that all the time. I, I thought you said something else. <laughs> yes. You can think whatever you want, but it's not true. So, all right. All right. So, miss my court date, show up with a good excuse, have it in writing, I'm dying, doctor's note, something that's actually legitimate. Go there, lie to the judge, prepare to pay a fine, and probably lose your case, right? Yeah, that's for traffic court. But, uh, you know, they would rather get noticed beforehand than after. You know, after you're rolling the dice, I don't know how much sympathy you're going to get. But first thing they're going to say is, well, what? You know, your right hand works. You can't pick up a phone and dial it and uh, call the court. You know, your best course of action, if you absolutely cannot make a court date, is to call the court and to uh, see if you can get the case extended or, you know, another court date. I've been to many court cases where if they get it in time and enough uh, prior notice, even when I've showed up to court, the judge will say, hey, this person had an emergency or they had to reschedule the court date. We received the request. You know, in enough time, we're going to reschedule the court date. And they'll be happy to do that as long as you let them know in advance. But if said, if you just miss it and you go, ah, no big deal, it, you know what's going to happen well you know what's going to happen you're going to get arrested for it see now in traffic court you know there's two sides to that coin because i just got spanked heavily at work for missing a court date and usually i, don't oh, I thought you were court, still talking right? about the britney incident <laughs> that's what he was hoping would happen <laughs> she was hot anyway don't knock the gaga anyway um what was I saying now? Anyway, <laughs> so I, I missed court two weeks ago, and uh, I got disciplined. Um, you know, I got put in my file because they absolutely do not tolerate either the judges or your department if you miss in court. And mine was for a, uh, you know, legitimate reason, but it doesn't matter in their eyes. You know, I, I still got disciplined. But for traffic court, if the officer does not show up in court, you're... Uh, you're looking at your case being dismissed. You're going to be standing at the uh, 
at the desk, and uh, the judge is going to call out the officer's name, and he's going to smile at you and say, the officer's not here, case dismissed. I think we're going to cover part of that in your next question, right, Brent? Uh, yeah. That is true. Do we want to... What's the next question? Oh, oh, we want to do that? Okay, so... So last week we sort of hit on this a little bit, which was the... If I go to court and I decide I want to fight the ticket, what should I expect in that... In the, You know, what, what should I expect after I say not guilty? Well, you'll have two court appearances. You'll have your arraignment, which you plead either guilty or not guilty. And if you plead not guilty, they'll set up your trial date. And uh, you'll go to court. And like Jim says, when they call your name, if you go up there and you look around and the officer is not walking up anywhere, the judge will say, unless you have an objection, uh, I'm going to dismiss your case. And believe it or not, I've heard people say, well, yes, judge, I object. I'd like to state my my side. I mean, pe people sometimes are stupid, but if the officer does not show up, your case is automatically dismissed. You don't have to say a word except thank you. But if the officer does show up, he'll walk up there. He'll be at what they call the plaintiff table. You will be at the defendant table. And uh, the officer gets to go first. And he'll give his little spill about what he saw, heard, saw, whatever, whatever. And... Uh, then it'll be your turn, and you could ask the, the officer any questions that you might have, and you give your side of the story, and then the judge will decide. And the worst thing people could do is go there and try to argue with the officer, you know, call him a liar, interrupt the officer, because that just makes the judge mad. But let the officer say whatever he wants, and uh, you'll have your own time to, to say something without being interrupted. So and the judge makes the decision. Again, that's a two-way street because if the officer is in there with a pompous attitude or is belittling to the uh, to the motorist, I mean the judge ain't going to dig that either. So oh, yeah. you know, yeah. there's sides to that coin. The best thing you could do is if you go to court, if it's for a stop sign ticket, go out to the area, take photos from like all four corners of the intersection from where you were, from where you believe the officer was, if there's any uh, bushes or obstructions in the way, go prepared with your case. Um, you know, go with pictures and diagrams and whatever. If you just go there with just your own word, that usually doesn't work very well. The judge likes to see the pictures and whatnot. If it's a speeding ticket, go online and find out about radar or uh, laser. Find out, you know, what what kind of cases are being challenged and what 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 cases are winning and losing with what excuses and just just do your research and uh, do your homework and go to court armed with not, with uh, documentation not armed yeah, not literally yeah hey mark hey jim mark i have a question does, does the judge show any favoritism to people who live in gated communities <laughs> i do pay a salary yeah <clears throat> no I, I i i think sometimes he finds that you know they're kind of pompous and and uh, blown out of proportion. So I think it goes the other way. All right. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. But people need to realize, uh, you know, just keeping it real in, re in response to what Mark said. You know, if, if the officer doesn't show up, yeah, it'll be dismissed. But we're under strict guidelines, which is why I got disciplined. Um, the police department does not take kindly to officers. Uh, you know, in the old day, I mean, 15, 20 years ago, 
if you blew off traffic court because it was in the middle of your days off and you were at Lake Comanche water skiing, it was no big deal. You know, no one cared, but it ain't like that no more. No, you get you written up. up if, you get written up if you don't go. And the only time the cops don't show up now is if they're stuck on a major incident in their city or if they're sick or they have an emergency. That's the only time you won't see the officer in court. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's his day off or what. He'll he'll be there if he doesn't have an emergency or if he's not tied up on a call somewhere. So, like, what do you do? Dial up 911 and call in a bomb scare before your court case? Yeah, thanks, Brent. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, no, but he'd actually have to be working that day. So it, it could be, that's a that's a really a roll in the dice. Only someone from a gated community would Yeah, and, and not to mention that when they trace the call back and the black Suburbans uh, pull up in front of your house. Ah, can't get in. There's a gate. Then, you get, then you'd get your own uh, court date, and you'd find out what happened if you missed it. I got security here. They'll take care of that. Okay. <laughs> Open the gate, FBI, federal Brent, agents. Brent, they, 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 can't, they, can't, they can't protect yeah. the <laughs> They can't protect the ducks in the pond. How are they going to protect you? I'm sorry you don't have a visitor pass. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> has the uh, has the person, ha- have they called you in? Uh, no. No, haven't called down yet. Oh, well, you're not getting in. So, all right. So, I think we can add one or two other quick questions here since we got a little bit more time left. Um, so, fighting the ticket, just to wrap it up. What's the what's the best like three things that you can do if you're going to go in to fight your ticket that you can do to hopefully successfully win your case? Hey, here's a here's a suggestion. Don't go in looking like friggin' uh, t-top rapper with your pants down around your friggin' knees, uh, with your butt cheeks hanging out, wearing a friggin' floppy belt and a red hat on sideways backwards. Um, if you go in there dressed to impress, wearing a suit or, or looking presentable, uh, it's going to make an impression with the judge. You go in there looking like a friggin' thug and you got nothing coming. And another thing is don't go in there, like I said, with attitude. I mean, people are interrupting the judge. They start yelling. They start calling the officer a liar. And that, I mean, then you'll, be, then you'll see the judge side with the officer because the judge doesn't want to see that kind of conduct in his courtroom. Uh, if you watch Judge Judy at night, watch what happens when somebody pisses her off. Um, while maybe not to that extent in a in a regular courtroom, you will see a judge uh, get a little angry and the bailiff may come over to you and say you need to settle down. I've seen people kicked out of courtrooms and I've seen people taken out in handcuffs. It just go in there with respect. I mean, you're in a courthouse. You're you're not in somebody you know out in the front of somebody's house yelling or screaming at them. You're in a courthouse with a judge. Well, and like they, don't don't interrupt. They can take you to jail. They can. Yeah, and if you don't want to piss the judge off, make sure you turn your cell phone off before you go in there. They take cell phones now. Hmm. There's usually signs in there. If your cell phone goes off, the bailiff puts her hand out, and you got to give them your cell phone. Yeah, that'd be a there'd be a riot. Yeah, dress to impress. You know, fighting the ticket's kind of a poor choice of words. It's more of contesting the ticket. But dress to impress, uh, you know, go in there and be respectful, not only towards the judge, but, but towards the officer. And officers make mistakes just like anybody else. And then uh, I think the last thing is what Mark touched on. If you're prepared and you show the judge that, that you uh, took the time to go out and, and take photographs. and Oh, he's gone. He's gone. 
So hey, I'll finish for him. All you have to do in traffic, especially traffic court, is plant a seed of doubt in the judge's mind. If there's any kind of doubt, maybe the radar did this or that, or maybe the officer didn't check it like he's supposed to. Uh, maybe there was an obstruction in the way when the officer you know, was watching the stop sign. All you have to do is prove something, some kind of doubt there, and more than likely the judge will either dismiss the case or the judge, another option he'll do is he'll take it under uh, consideration or submission. He'll take it under submission, which means the next day or that day later on, he, w he will actually go out, he or she will actually go out there and maybe take a look at the area and, and look at your, or look at your evidence in the courtroom. He may go out to the intersection, take a look at the intersection, but he'll take it under submission and then he'll notify you of the decision uh, by mail. But all you got to do is plant that little, you know, seed of doubt there and you got a really good chance of winning your case. Hmm. I think Jim covered a, a um, quite a topic in our book about that. Yeah. And cool. what's our book called, Brent? Uh, that would be uh, Cop Talk, sort of and like this all, podcast. Yes, and all the info is on coptalk.info to check us out more about the books. And ooh, Jim Lambert, he's calling us back. Should we answer or should we decline? I believe you're going to have to answer it. So You sure? Yep. Uh, so, so can you hear us or what? I can. Okay, good. So let's we'll, we'll take it from right you said here we covered up. i said we didn't cover nothing up so 118 so now that jim's back what we can do is that mark and i covered the topic of well we he basically filled in where you dropped out so now that you're back on the road and driving again illegally we'll we'll roll into uh we'll roll into the next quick question and then probably just wrap it up um I have had a few people ask me about searches on vehicles, and I don't know if that's something that we want to cover today or if that's something we should use a little bit more time for. Oh, we could touch on it. it. Yeah. Today. Okay, so so let's, let's start the first thing about searches, which is I just got pulled over for whatever reason. A uh, cop comes up to the window and says, I'd like to search your vehicle. What, what is that person, what, what's the next step? Well, there's going to be yeah, a couple a, of reasons. A, Thanks for interrupting, Jim. No, go ahead, Mark. I mean, I should have yeah. known you were going to fire off first, but go ahead. Well, hey, this ought to be about 20 minutes. Right. Just give me a call back when Mark's done. Well, considering since Jim jumped into the first three questions, I thought I'd try to get a word out, you know. Yeah, well, why don't you just go ahead, get it out, because Jim huh. probably drive off the road anyway. Now, there's going to be a couple of different reasons why I'll do that. One is going to be just consent. Maybe he thinks there might be something in the car. He's going to ask you for consent to search the car. You could say yes. You could say no. Another one's going to be probable cause. If he walks up and he smells an odor of marijuana coming out of the car or he sees something in plain view, he's going to pretty much have a right to search that, that car. He's, uh, he's really not going to need uh, consent in that situation. So there's a couple of different... Um, so I tell, you, I, I tell you no. You can't search my car, cop. Doesn't that, I would think that would be bad. Well, you could see, yeah, you could see your car driving off on the back of a tow truck. But huh. uh, technically, if some, if the cop doesn't have probable cause, if it's just consent, he just, you know, fishing for something and you say, no, he really doesn't have a right to search your car without so a search warrant. 
you you as the citizen shouldn't feel obligated to allow him to search your car? Well, if you got nothing to hide, most people say, sure, go ahead. You got a bag of crank into the front seat. <laughs> That's only <laughs> your car. <laughs> so, Brittany left it there. It's the only... The only tool that's not going to let you search your car is, A, someone that's got something to hide, or B, someone that hates cops and, and authority and doesn't think it's right that uh, that you're searching their car. Hmm. Right. Most so, people that aren't breaking the law say, no, I've got no problem with it, officer. So comply is what you're saying. Usually the best thing, yeah. Because normally when an officer is asking to search a car, he's, you know, the little old lady going to church on Sunday, he's not going to ask to search her car. The family that's going out for pizza, no suspicions Why? other than. Why not? She ought to get searched like everybody else. That's profiling if you don't search her. <laughs> and Get the uh, 90-year-old out of the car, sitting on the curb, search the car. There you so, go. Just so. Say, so after hey, go Jim, to police link and look at the video where the cop tackles the 90-year-old lady that had a knife in her hand. And, <laughs> and the, the community was in an uproar saying they didn't have to do that. But she was holding the knife saying she was going to slash people. Mm. So you can go to police link and look at that one. So equal opportunity. Anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted by Jim, <laughs> um, you know, the family out for pizza gets pulled over for a brake light out. The cop's not going to ask them to search the car. The cop's going to search the guy. You know, he's out 2 in the morning driving around. What are you doing in the area? Um, uh, just looking for a friend. What's your friend's name? Um, I, I don't remember. Where does he live? I don't know. Somewhere two streets over. I mean, that kind of stuff. Or if it's a known drug dealer that has dope on him every other day, you know, if the cops smell something in the car, those are the ones he's going to he's gonna want to search the car. What's he going to smell in the car? Alcohol. Marijuana. It's for medicinal purposes. It's all right. Yeah, but if you're if it's yes. all right, then you search the car and you're good to go. Exactly. Exactly. And so, how about the alcohol for medicinal purposes? I attend Budweisers for medical medicinal all, purposes. All open on my floor. <laughs> so, and I've seen that. So that's. Uh, uh, and the other thing is, if you get arrested for a warrant, if you get arrested for a warrant, or they tow your car. You know, you don't have a license. You're an unlicensed driver. Um, yeah, they, but then but they I mean, do if you search, if, and if you're going you to tow, so. if you're going to tow the car, though, you're going to search it anyway. Yeah, it's called an inventory search. The officers so, have to search it. So. so basically, you're if you are if you have a bag of crank under your front seat, and then happen to have twenty pounds of meth under your back seat, or fifteen barrels of whatever in the trunk, then they're going to find it. Yep. So you might yes, as well yeah, well. months, That's at least three months probation there. Yeah. <laughs> for the for which one? The the twenty seven pounds of gasoline in your trunk? I think that's terrorism. So yeah. You know, that's the thing though with, with a person walking down the street, you know, a, a search of the person. If if you're just driving down the street and you see some guy walking down, even if it's late at night. And uh, you really don't have any probable cause to contact him. And you pull up next to him and say, hey, what are you doing out? What's your name? Where do you live? The guy really doesn't have any obligation to talk to you. Now, if this dude matches the description of maybe a person that's been identified doing multiple commercial burglaries in the area, and he's in the area at the date and time, you know, when, when this pattern's taking place, then the officer does have a right to stop him 
and FI them, and in the course of doing that, search them for the officer's own uh, own safety. Right. But so if you're just driving by. I want to stop to stop someone. It's the same thing as with the vehicle search. You know, it's it's consensual. Right. And if the vehicle driver uh, says, "No, nah, I don't want you to search my car," unless you get real creative real quick and you've got something else to fall back on, uh, you know, you got to let it go. So you're I mean, saying late at night in a high crime area or something, an officer, if they stop somebody and they say, "Hey, I saw a bulge in his waistband," people are known to carry guns in their waistbands. I searched them for my own safety. Blah blah blah. He could probably get away with that. But if he just stops some guy for no reason, says, "Hey, I'm going to search you." Um, the guy says, no, you ain't sir. What did I do? I, you have no right to search me. And if the cop searches him anyway against the guy's, you know, will, the cop could find a bag of dope in his pocket, heroin in his back pocket, a gun in his, uh, in an anchor holster, a gun strapped to his chest. All that's going to get thrown out in court because the search is going to be bad. Yep. It's funny though, even when you're off duty, you, you, kind of size people up like that like when i saw britney the first thing i did was look for a bulge and there wasn't one so i felt you know relatively safe and uh in contact with her <sighs> yeah, yeah i'm sure with a short skirt there jim you felt real safe yeah leave it to jim to drag the show yeah, right now this is busy were those sirens i heard yeah they're <laughs> behind they're behind jim yeah oh well stop, stop work up here was Brittany in the back seat? No, I'm not driving anymore. She directed me to some parking lot of, uh, like, comfort suites or something. <laughs> uh, do they rent rooms by the hour? That's my question. Next next week we'll have to uh, do a section on 647B and nuisance uh, nuisances in your neighborhood uh, to kind of explain. Uh, well, I don't think everybody it. listening knows what a uh, what that is, Jim. Either well, just Jim. I don't know where it is either. I just pulled the number out of a hat. <laughs> well, everybody, here is your test for next week. Go grab a penal code and look up 647B, and you'll know what Jim's talking about. What, or if you just take the hint that Jim's been uh, referring to all along the show with Brittany, you probably know what that is. <laughs> it's how Jim dates. Hey, man, just because just she's walking the street doesn't mean she's a streetwalker. Don't, don't give away uh, the answer or anything. Okay. So, no, the little tips like asking you if you're a cop and and you know going to the motel that rents by the minute that none of that are little clues there. Dude, little tip. She wanted one hundred and sixty dollars for a tip. That ain't no little tip. <laughs> oh, um, that's pretty cheap, technically. So, let's see. So the last question um, that I have for this week is. Uh, my it's 160 too much. And I'm gonna have the, to say it is. The answer to that is, if you're paying 160, uh, you're gonna need protection. So, you should always protect your device. But go ahead. Yes. For 160, I hope she provides it. Yeah. There's. Anyway. I'll send you guys an article. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I was driving on Highway 160, and you guys, your minds are in the gutter. I'm a little offended. Yeah. I I think at this point, all of our listeners know that you. That, that that's not true. So my friend just got arrested because he was trying to date a hooker. And what can I do? Jim? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, a friend 
will bail you out of jail for something like that, but your best friend will be sitting right next to you in the uh, intake area going, man, she was hot. We got to do that again. Yeah, okay, so now so now what you're saying is that both you and some other friend of mine are in jail and they are arrested, and now what do I do to get both of you guys out? Uh, they'll call you on the phone and say, hey, man, my bail's uh, 500 bucks, 5000 bucks, 25000 uh, bucks. Call my mom, see if she'll put her house up uh, through the bondsman and uh, get me out of here. And is that the only way, or they can just wait till whatever? Well, if they're going to bail out, uh, say somebody's bail is, is uh, $20,000. Wait, before you get all... Why don't you just explain the process real quick from the arrest to take them to jail to booking? Because I don't think a lot of people are going to know all the other stuff that we already know. Well, they probably don't want to know uh, if they're law-abiding citizens. But if you get booked in jail for a crime, if it's a, a misdemeanor crime, usually the officer will just cite release you on the street. Say you get arrested for uh, vandalism or petty theft or you know, some Brittany. misdemeanor crime. Picking up Brittany. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, dude, she was hot. Lady Gaga. But anyway, um, a misdemeanor crime, basically you're going to be sight-released from the jail on a court date. Um, you're either going to be sight-released on the street from the officer, or if he thinks you need to be booked at the county jail, uh, you'll be booked into the county jail, and, and uh, you'll be sight-released without having to post any bail. Book means if you're uh, in the paperwork, the fingerprints, the taking your photo, and all that. That's what booking means. Right. Okay. So now, if, you're booked, if you're booked, if you're arrested and booked on a felony, there's usually a uh, minimum of like five thousand dollars bail and upward, depending on the severity of the crime. And you can bail out, except for uh, violent crimes where bail is denied, like murder and serious bodily injury crimes. But um, you can bail out, and if your bail is like say twenty thousand dollars. You know, or even $60,000 for, uh, well, we're not going to cite release you for spousal abuse. Um, say you're booked in a felony for $20,000, uh, a bail bondsman is going to charge you 10% of that. So you're going to call every relative you know, every friend that owes you money, uh, anybody you can, and you're going to try and come up with $2,000 to give the bail bondsman, and that money is gone. It's history. You're never going to see it again. It's costing you $2,000 to get out of jail. Um, and the bail bondsman's putting up the rest of the money that you're going to be uh, showing up in court on your court date when you get released. Now, and you, you got to put up collateral. You got to put up collateral, which is usually uh, I can't believe why some parents do it, but I guess blood is thicker than water. There's nothing more frustrating than seeing a repeat criminal who just doesn't get the message, and mom and dad are repeatedly putting up the title on their house uh, as collateral or a vehicle or something else and, and having to pay for the friggin' low-life idiot that keeps getting himself arrested. But anyway, if that was uh, my kid, I think he'd be doing his own time uh, his own way. But anyway, otherwise, you uh, either pay the full bail or you go through a bondsman and uh, you show up on the court date. And if you don't show up on the court date, then all that money, uh, you, you don't get any of that money back uh, whatsoever. And uh, you're basically digging yourself a big hole because there's going to be warrants out and everything else for your arrest. Any punishment or time being incarcerated that you were looking at is probably going to be doubled if you don't show up on your court date and they have to issue a warrant. So 
it gets to be uh, gets to be a mess. And if you don't post bail, you, you do just have sit. a choice. If you get booked on a felony, the usually in my area, in my county, the DA's office has seventy two hours to file charges. Um, usually, if you're in on a dope arrest, where like say a, a white substance like crank or coke has to be analyzed by by the crime lab, that usually is a lengthy process. That oh oh. Did we really just lose him again? Because he was really... this out real quick because he's going to try to call and disconnect us. Oh, I mean... What he was trying to say is uh, normally if you get arrested on dope, a lot of times you got to analyze and send to the lab. So they'll release you pending the uh, the test results. And once the test results come back positive, they'll put a warrant out for your arrest and you get picked up and go to court. Um, one thing we talked about getting uh, missing a court date. Uh, a lot of times the judges will get pissed if you miss a court date. And so they'll... Uh, They'll put out a no-bail warrant for you. You can get a warrant issued for your arrest. It's a no-bail, which means you go to jail, and they're not going to take a chance on you not showing up again. They're, uh, you're just going to sit in jail until you get to see a judge. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's. Uh, I've been there. I've seen the not not been in jail, worked at the jail. Tim's uh, calling. He's calling you? Um, I just heard it ring. No, that's, uh, I was trying to ring him back, and he didn't. Oh, okay. So, um, we'll we'll just watch and see if he comes back on. That's what happens when you're, you know, remote reporting. That's what you get. So, I mean, I've seen the the, the bail guys work and do all that kind of stuff, and I think people, it's a, you know, it's a you you can lose a lot of money for doing something stupid. So, absolutely, like Jim said, a lot of parents, you know, oh. You know, poor little Johnny, he's going to change one day. His life's going to turn around one day. I know he's 38 years old right now and jobless and in and out of jail, but maybe one day he'll change. And, you know, they just keep posting bail for the guy. They put up their house as collateral, and, you know, they'll lose their house, they'll lose cars, and it's just, you know. I don't, I mean, I don't have a kid. I know what my answer would be. See you on Monday. Yeah. You know, like much. you can or spend see when you get out. I'll, yeah. I'll put a little bit of money on your books. You can spend three days in there and uh, enjoy your candy bar. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I mean, we can. If Jim doesn't, I don't think Jim's going to call back. But we we can. I think he's uh, looking for Brittany again. <laughs> he might have. He might have found her. Maybe that's why he's gone. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> um, so next week, I think we'll push a couple topics to next week. This Arizona immigration law thing, I have, still haven't had time to actually sit down and look at anything. That's still a political hot potato. But yeah. yeah, we may be able to touch on that. Yeah, I think touch on it is about all I want to do, and then we'll move on. But uh, And then I think next week we might uh, do what we did on the last episode, which was uh, go into a couple more things that really just tick us off. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's exactly. We got a few of those. Now, did uh, Alex from Kansas call with uh, write you with his address for the free book? Nope. Oh, now I'm mad. He, he kept telling might me. Might not have downloaded the show yet, so don't don't rule it out yeah, yet. That's so. true, because he was saying he wanted us to cover that topic. and uh, so, now that well, that's, a, that's a free book in the wind right there. So as with right everything. So Alex, if you're listening, write us with your address so we can get that free book out to you. Yeah, because I'm going to be sending out a couple other books this week, too, so that'd be a good opportunity. Um, for $5,000, we'll autograph it. Yeah, what the heck? Well, I mean, just send, uh, send, uh, send cash to me. Because I don't take checks, but yeah. you know, so so to close this week out, you know, the let's we'll, let's take a second to talk about the site. So the site, there's been some recent posts on there, um, out of the book. Uh, added a couple new s- sections on there. Uh, added a story of the week from you uh, that we had from a couple weeks ago. Which uh, one was that? I can't remember the topic off the top of my head, but I know it's you been sent an important some. One. 
It was, you know, that's because okay. they all are. But basically, ton of free information there. Coptalk.info. Uh, you can ask us questions there. If you submit the questions and we use them on the show, then you get a book. So if uh, that you can do all that through email or Twitter or however you want to do it. And other than that, I think we can we can wrap it up unless you have anything else, Mark. Just give us some ideas if if there's a topic that you want us to cover, something you don't understand, something you want to know what to do better regarding law enforcement. If if you read about something in the news that you don't understand why the cops did that, uh, write into us and um, we'll we'll answer that. We'll touch on that. We'll answer any questions you have. Give us uh, new ideas so we can keep on going. You know and that. <laughs> let us know your location so we can give you one of our uh, little shout-outs like, like what we did in the beginning of the show. Yeah, they're becoming famous. So, you know, the funny part about this is, is Jim back? No. I think he is. Oh, he's oh. back. He's so, snuck in. I didn't even see it. So Jim, Jim just accused me of throwing him off the show because we got tired of hearing him. So it, that, that's actually not true. We all love Jim. But that's what you were saying when Jim was gone. Uh, I know, but he's going to have to listen to the show to actually hear that. So the the beauty of this is, is that we're actually wrapping the show up, Jim. But since you're back, do you have anything else to add to any of these topics that we talked about today? I got nothing. Ah, well, then what do you call back for? Yeah, you know, it's... <laughs> Brittany wanted to say goodnight to you guys. Uh, <laughs> can you get her on? She's talking to another car right now. Oh, so it's like a drive-through service. Well, all right, yeah. Jim, get get a few good questions from Brittany, and uh, maybe you could explain the bail process to her for so later tonight she'll understand it. <laughs> okay. So okay. from uh, so from all of us at uh, real office locations to our remote uh, co-host uh, Jim and to his new best friend Brittany, I think we'll all sign off then for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. Stay safe. Yeah, stay safe, everyone. Good night. Bye.